0: What's up, everyone? Thanks for tuning in. I am Zane. Welcome to another episode of Everything Vive. Today, I am joined by Damon Whitney. How you doing, Damon?
1: I'm doing great. How you doing, Zane?
0: I'm doing fantastic. I, it's great to have you on the show. Um, we so Ronnie and I have been working with Damon. Uh, actually, let me first start off. Damon was the man, sole man, responsible for getting us in touch with the Smashbox Arena folks, um, and. If you got one of the Steam keys from them, you please please make sure you thank Damon because it was it was all because of him we got connected with them and uh, I mean that was probably one of the most popular episodes I think we've done and um, yeah it was Damon's- a great episode great episode yeah it was it, I, I loved it it was a great episode they Absolutely. just they just make it so easy they're they're so much fun and I've I've been talking on 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 and off with Jeff quite a bit. Um, oh, actually, I mean, that, so that leads into the first announcement before we get into this. But uh, while Ronnie's still out of town, Damon's filling in. And um, yeah, we are you ready to chat, Damon? I am very ready. I'm very ready and very excited. Very cool. Okay, so first off, the first order of business, because I know we have a lot of news to get to. Uh, but the first thing is that uh, we are sponsoring the first, I guess, first ever Smashbox Arena Tournament. And you can get details, uh, you can sign up, uh, there is a qualification period that's going on right now, I believe, uh, until February, I'm not sure when, I'll have to look it up and put it up in the show notes, but it's it's going on right yeah, now, yeah. You, you, can, you can sign up at least for for another week, but the tournament will be on, uh, not this Sunday, but the uh, a, a week from this Sunday, so I okay. don't have my dates on me, let me look it up right now. That sounds February, great, though. February. So 12th. How did this
1: come about? How did this come about? This was you working with the developers?
0: Yeah. So I mean, I, you know, I'm just I'm just really nerdy. I love like putting together brackets and stuff, um, oh. and, and just like setting up tournaments, like not it, just just putting together the formats and like seeing the teams go through. So, uh, you know, I was talking talking with them about it, and I told them that you know I, I'd help kind of run the entire thing, and they uh, they quickly got to work implementing. Um, team function so that you could choose your own team. So I don't know if you've jumped in the game uh, recently, but at the time they didn't have that function. So now they do. And so, uh, the qualification period is going on. If you guys actually, if you want all the details and I'll link to this as well, it's on Reddit. They posted it in the Smashbox arena subreddit. So all the details are there, but I do want to make that announcement so that, uh, anybody out there who's interested in playing, this will be taking place Sunday, February 12th, and you can get all the details there. We're going to do the entire tournament in in a day. And, um, if you follow any type of sports, uh, we're going to try and do a, well, depending on how many teams we have, we're gonna try and do a format that's you know similar to maybe uh, FIFA World Cup, where you you know you have like a, yeah, a yeah. group stage and then a knockout stage, and so um, yeah, I mean it'll just be for for fun, help to to build the community up, and um, yeah, I mean I've I've been talking with Jeff, uh, who's uh, one of the developers there, and we're, we've just had a lot of fun planning this, so we're really excited. So if you guys are interested, uh, make sure you check it out, and I will put the links in the show notes as well. But that sounds
1: great. I mean that sounds awesome. If, if there's ever a VR game at this stage uh, that is an eSports, like, worthy game, Smashbox is it. 100%. <laughs> well, they
0: they were featured at the HTC Vive, um, it was the eSports Summit a couple weeks back. But okay, e- cool. even before that, this idea kind of came about. And it honestly... Yeah. It, so it, before we had the interview with them, I kind of just threw it out on Reddit. I was just like, would anybody in- be interested in doing a tournament? Just because I, I personally was having so much fun with the game, and I was yeah. like, I don't mind organizing. I will figure it out. And uh, you know, they uh, Jeff actually saw it, and so he messaged me, and he's just like, hey, let me know what we need to do to make this happen. And, and uh, and I, I messaged him back. I was like, hey, you know, we we're actually have a scheduled interview with you guys tomorrow night, so we can just chat then. So it was just a funny like small world kind of thing where he's like, Oh, okay, well, that's you know, pretty cool. So um I'm glad to see that it's it's happening this first one. And, you know, there might be some uh there might be some kinks to work out this first time around, but you know, it's it's all all for fun and it's all you know, we're just trying to help build that community, and nurture the community because every time I go into the game I have I have a blast with it. So um,
1: yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard. It's uh, it's hard to play for just one round or, or <laughs> ten minutes. Like you, you look at your, you hit your menu button, and you're like, oh, have I been playing for an hour already?
0: Yeah, no, I I totally get suckered into into more and more games, but. Um, so yeah, I just that was quite a long-winded announcement, but yes. So Smashbox Arena tournament February twelfth, sign up is right now, uh, and I will make sure to post the link. But if you want to check it out, it is it is also in the Smashbox Arena subreddit.
1: And I would I would add to that if you if you don't know what Smashbox Arena is and you and you've not heard of it, there's plenty of time. You can go play and get good or get proficient fairly quickly. The game is laid out in a very it's just very welcoming for people that are new, and it it just has that appeal.
0: Very much so, and uh, without giving too many details away, uh, just in talking with Jeff, uh, there will be so you you won't be able to you know make your own teams. Uh, we're actually going to, or I, I won't, but they will be assigning teams uh, based on okay. ranking. So you know we're we're hoping to have the teams somewhat evened out, and we're going to get some teams that have you know a, a very experienced player and very novice players. So. Good whatever, balance yeah whatever the case might be you'll be you know you'll be playing on a team that should hopefully be somewhat balanced with uh, with all the other ones that sounds great awesome okay so that was uh quite the announcement first but I'm ready to jump into news man there's a lot that happened a lot that happened this past uh, there week. was some something that happened in VR I can't remember I I, I it, <laughs> It popped
1: up on Reddit, and, and, and I'm. You have to refresh my memory.
0: Yeah, so you know, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad we we did this episode because we're recording this on Thursday night, and uh, we usually we do well, now since we switched to the new format. We do our our news slash game talk episodes on Tuesdays, and uh, and had we done this on Tuesday, we would, would have totally missed this and had to cover it the, the following week. But um, I'm glad we can kind of do a, a quick refresher on it. No, not a quick refresher, but just a quick uh, reaction to it now. But, reaction and rundown everything vive style everything vive style and okay so this news is not vive related but it's definitely going to shake up the um the vr landscape quite a bit at least i mean we'll, we'll see what happens but uh the main gist and if you haven't heard of it by now the the main thing that happened is uh oculus and facebook lost that trial to uh lo- lost the case to ZeniMax and. Basically, ZeniMax was awarded, 50, oh, I'm sorry, five hundred million dollars uh, for for the, I guess for the, the damages and everything that came through. And I, I I'm not as well versed on all the legal stuff, and we're gonna, definitely going to have Ronnie kind of go through it once he's back. But yeah. um, I mean, five hundred million, and I know that's not all coming out of Oculus's pocket. I know some of that's coming out of Palmer Lucky's. uh I know I, th- I think it's like fifty million out of Palmer Lucky's. 150 out of Brendan Irib, and uh, so and I think it's 300 out of Oculus, but I, I don't want to spread spread false information. That the, the big takeaway from this is though the fact that I mean this is this is a huge chunk of money. This is this is a lot, and uh, just looking on re- looking on it Reddit, um, yeah, l- looking on Reddit, somebody actually posted uh, just a quick example, and I I think they said I, I haven't done the math, so I'm just paraphrasing here, but if if you divide five hundred million by the cost of an Oculus Rift and Touch, so I guess eight hundred bucks, that comes out to a little over eight hundred thousand units, which is nowhere near as close what they sold in the first year. And that, of course, that doesn't include, um, you know, the game, the, the, the marketing, the, and the advertising. Well, yeah, and, and the, the and cost it. of building the product. So yeah, uh, so I, I mean that's it, it's it's definitely a big blow. I don't. I mean Facebook's got a lot of money, so I I don't know, I don't know that how if it'll affect them that much but i don't know what are your thoughts man my thoughts are well just on the money aspect
1: facebook last quarter in revenue pulled in about eight billion dollars so when you look at it like that if tomorrow this is not going to happen but tomorrow a judge said okay facebook uh, oculus or as i sometimes call ocufab it, <laughs> you, you got to write a check it's 500 million you're looking at what you know one sixteenth of what they pulled in last quarter in revenue, but and it's a lot of money. Five hundred million is a lot of money. If you look at the amount of money they 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 paid up front for Oculus, which was two and then became three, okay, another five hundred million. That is a lot of money. Um, but when you put it in perspective of trials and corporate trials and litigation, and how long it takes a trial to get even from the when you file at stage all the way to being in the courtroom to then judgment, It's I think on average – I know on average of California, it's 22 to 24 months. Texas, it may be the same. So this is something that's been going on for years. Now we're going to get into the appeals phase. And, and I, I looked a lot at the actual – there's a 90-page brief of what the actual jury point by point went by. And a lot of other reporters have talked about this as well. A, a, a lot of the major points you know did was there theft and even some parts of it say yes they did steal but it didn't have any damages awarded for it they're like yeah you did but we don't see any damages because of it or yes we acknowledge you did infringe a copyright or infringe a trademark or, or whatever but we don't see any money damages from it which is Also interesting because there was a little bit of a pivot that happened with the Zenimax team, and I think they may have realized that. But when we look at the money aspect of it, five hundred million—I'm not there's there's nobody's going to say that's not a lot of money. But in the grand scheme of things, and the fact that it could take years, multiple years for the appeals process to go through and then hammer away—that's where it kind of gets a little bit out there. But then there's even more caveats. I, have you seen the information about how they might go to file an injunction I, I, against I, Oculus?
0: I was just going to mention that. So I, I mean, I see that still floating around, and uh, yeah. to be to be honest, I just I just don't see that happening. And, and as a as a VR enthusiast, I think that that would actually yeah. be I think that would be bad for VR all around. I, I think you know, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm very much Team Vive, but it's not like I hate yeah. Oculus or or the Rift. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but I, I just think that competition is good. You know, you're going to have mm-hmm. two companies that push each other to, to you know, put out better and better quality items. And so, you, you know, I, I, if if justice has to be served, you know, I'm I'm all for it. Uh, but I I would just it's hard for me to believe that an injunction would ever would ever be applied and enforced. Uh, you know, I there's just too much money there, too much money and I just can't see yeah, someone yeah. like Mark Zuckerberg allowing that to happen. You know what I mean? It's just I, I see it
1: as the value. maybe as the threat of an injunction where there, where, where Zenimax is saying, if we can come to some terms on this and you guys agree to not take the next two years in appeals and come to some kind of agreement, you know, after that we are both going to come to a terms on, we're not going to spend the next years. And then you you get rid of the risk of having any kind of injunction. Like they could use it even though – there's also articles out there that, from legal experts saying that because the specific way the ruling was handed down and because the only things that they found and awarded damages on were the NDAs, those non-disclosure agreements, that they had violated those both directly and indirectly. I think they called it uh, – there's some legal term – uh, uh, that they use on that, but that's the only section of it where they really came in and said, not only, you know, we 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 find for Zynemax, but here's the damages because of those NDAs, which is crazy to think that that much money would be associated with violating, you know, a, a simple non-disclosure agreement. But that's what they decided, and uh, I, the experts out there have all kind of come back and said, if they had, if they had said. You guys did theft and here's the damages and you, you, know, and you, you broke the copyrights and the software you – know, not patents but software trademarks and the software IP and that's that theft is what we give damages for. They said they'd have a much better case at issuing an injunction.
0: Yeah, I mean you bring up a good point. I think it could definitely be used as a bargaining chip. Um, I, I, yeah, I mean, actually that's, I think that's, that's probably exactly what they're doing in terms of floating that idea out there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just, you know, just the, just the threat of it, I guess would be enough to maybe bring certain people to the table or to make certain things look much more agreeable in contrast. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I, that's a, that's a great point. That's probably why the idea is still floating around, but it, for it to ever be enforced, it, it would just take, I feel like it would just take a lot and, you know, Mark Zuckerberg came to, to testify this time around. And, but I, I just feel like if, if anything ever happened, I mean, this is, this is a big investment for him. I, I just don't see yeah, him not fighting tooth and nail to make sure that something like that doesn't happen. Cause
1: if, and they've got the bankroll to do it
0: yeah ex- exactly like i said there's too much money yeah. floating around legally or even illegally i'm not yeah. gonna go into how, how you know something might happen yeah. I'm, j- I'm just saying like there's there's just too you know people there have way too much pull i, I just can't see that happening you know what i mean
1: yeah. well and, and not anytime soon i think this is something exactly. be dragged, drug out for a long time another thing that was interesting is later uh, I think today you saw John Carmack's response. Yep, and, I was going
0: to get to that. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you yeah, read yeah. you read through it. So go ahead.
1: Well, I, I read through his response, and then he had an update response, and he just described some of his emotions and what he was going through in the courtroom. And when various the the, the experts from Cinemax were explaining, you know, this is this is code theft, and this they they copied it line by line, and and he just wrote. In his response, and he said, uh, "And and however you feel about John Carmack, I, I think he personally, I think he's a genius, and I'm a, a huge fan of what he's done for gaming in general and PC gaming. Um, it doesn't excuse, you know, if, if 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 you're in the wrong, you're in the wrong, like like you said, but you know, he he voiced his his thoughts of being in the courtroom of wanting to stand up and call the person a liar Yeah, and, and, I saw that. And, and, and which we all would, you know, you see in the movies all the time, people stand up, you're a liar, <laughs> you're out of, you're, you're in contempt and all that, that. But, um, he just wanted the person, he wanted to be able to confront them directly. And of course he couldn't, he was, you know, had enough restraint not to, but that was his response. And then of course, Zenimax came back with their response that said, basically just called out point. It was, Obviously written by an attorneys or a group of yeah, I mean it
0: was just a statement that yeah. they released. Um, yeah, yeah, a- uh, stating these are the cold hard facts. You know, expert yeah, came yeah. in and determined this. So you know, uh, yeah, I mean, it was very it was very devoid of emotion compared to what John Carmack had posted.
1: And they're technically they're right. Yeah, the cold hard facts are they did
0: find that you took
1: documents, you took this, but then they they kind of leave out the part, the second part, which is yeah, they 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 admitted to it. But then when it came time to say how much damages that was worth a big donut nothing they there's there's no damage done so yeah you did it but we didn't find anything to it so it's 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 all about that extra details that they kind of leave out so it's interesting the whole thing is interesting what does it mean for the HTC Vive what does it mean for VR I, I, I agree 100% like we need as many people in VR as many people out there talking about hey this is great you should try it doing demos, hosting, you know, VR game nights, whether they're an Oculus, Oculus Touch user or an HTC five user, it's all people that are going to be exposing new people to VR and, and, and more people in multiplayer game rooms and stuff like that. So it's it would be a bad thing if they were halted from selling their units or because or if people decided not to buy. Maybe that's their, they hear this news and then they go into a Best Buy and then they're like, I don't know. It changed their minds, or it affects
0: sales. Yeah, I, well, I mean, I, I'm, it I'm, would be bad. I'm sure it already is affecting sales on a psychological level. I, you know, just just with the, the stuff that came out with Palmer Lucky earlier this year, and with, um, you know, so, something like this, uh, and the the exclusivity. You know, how, no matter how you feel about that, I'm not going to comment just because I think the situation is obviously much more complicated than than people give it credit for. But you know, at, at the end of the day. I just feel like there's a, no matter no matter what there's a there's enough of I guess doubt or a black mark on the Oculus name right now that it's not affecting everyone and it shouldn't affect everyone. But I'm sure there's a significant portion of people who are thinking about getting in uh, or maybe on the fence of which which platform to go with. That this you know things like this uh, would probably be the um, you know the the deciding factor for them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know yeah. what I mean. So. Well, I, I agree hundred percent and just, and if just, you, just coming on like brand loyalty I guess exactly if you are out there
1: and you bought an oculus and a touch and you're just now hearing about this just go play super hot for like an hour <laughs> and you won't even remember it anymore it's that good of a game so and and, I, and I'm not a huge I, the exclusive thing I get it from a business point of view you you, you spend a lot of money you want to protect your investment I understand that side of it it I'm not thrilled about it as a Vive owner because there's just so much, so many games and content that's walled away yeah. that will hopefully someday make it here. But from a business side, I get it. But um,
0: yeah, I mean, so some of the conversations that we've had off the air with developers, uh, you know, about exclusivity, th- there's a lot of developers out there who actually, um, you know, that we've spoken to who. Who aren't opposed to? Sorry, that's not the wrong right way to say it. They they don't hold it against other developers for taking the money, um, because to them it's just like you know you you gotta have some type of financial backing to be able to focus on this, you know almost like a full time job. And so you know if those opportunities are available to you, there's developers out there yeah. who aren't like not, not uh, they're not envious, but it's more so like uh, if I was in your position, I, I would have done the same thing type of yeah, you know, yeah. type of type of attitude.
1: Well, you see it in the, the independent filmmaker group. like They're passionate artists and they're driven and they have something that they want to accomplish. And sometimes maybe they get their funding from who knows where and they're glad to have it and they may not ask a lot of questions or they may just be they just be glad, hey, somebody has, has faith in what I'm doing. And as a game developer, it's the same thing. Someone has faith in it, but they're a business person. They want to see some kind of business return on it. So... I get it. I get it. We've got to have a market. Somebody's got to be pumping money into it, and it's just two sides of uh, two sides of the coin. Whether it's the open, everybody join in and, and open source. Kind of, it's 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 reminds us open source, the Linux environment, that whole landscape, um, and then the whole thought process of well, you know, we want like Windows and we want uh, you know a locked environment and things like that. It's 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 got some interesting parallels. And it everybody has their own opinions on it. And I'm sometimes there's you catch me on the right day of the week and I'll 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 be railing against the (laughs) idea of exclusivity. And then the next day, you know, but it's the same. If you look at Sony, of course, Sony's going to want to have exclusives for theirs. It's it's they've got this installed base that's loyal to them. Of course, they're going to want to have exclusivity for their titles and it's a console, so that consoles have been doing exclusive
0: launch titles for twenty years. Yeah, that, that, that's a totally different ball game. Um, yeah, yeah, you know where, yeah. where PlayStation is. So, I, I for me, it's it's tough to like have that comparison between PSVR and you know Oculus slash Vive.
1: I think they've borrowed their models because this was such a. Um, this was like new territory. It's it's a peripheral, but it's it's not a game system. It's a computer peripheral, but is it a monitor? Is it all this kind of stuff? They kind of looked out there for business models and have and kind of said, if we want to create something, this is how we we have to do it. But now with this ruling, it's a lot of money, and and uh, the only thing that I'm uh, I, I hope doesn't happen is other businesses look at what's going down and think, you know, they made it because they spent so much money because uh uh, facebook came in and 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 put down so much money they let all of silicon valley know this is something that's important and that's that's how you that's how you that's how you let everyone in in uh, silicon valley know this is something that matters this is something you should care about is the billions of dollars that are going down to it they set the value mark and then now they're putting more money into it and because there's been this kind of back and forth and, and 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 even more money that went into it that makes it riskier. I hope it doesn't deter anyone else business wise that comes in and says we want to invest in this as well. And I don't think that it will.
0: No, I I don't think that it will. Just because you have a lot of other players in there now, that uh, you you know, of course, the top dogs right now are HTC and Oculus. But with Microsoft uh, coming out with headsets later this year, with um, you know, a lot of other players kind of getting in the game. I, I think if companies wanted to invest, they're not going to look at this and say like, "Oh, VR is bad right now." Uh, you yeah. know, they, they would say we might steer clear of Facebook and Oculus. Uh, you know, until the dust somewhat settles. Which so, which actually br- brings me to uh, another point. Which, a- a- as a Vive owner and as a Vive fan, like I, I'm, I'm actually kind of excited about where for people who sorry not for people but for developers who were maybe thinking about you know doing some type of exclusivity or maybe were do thinking of you know whatever the case might be um that and we're leaning towards Oculus and Facebook uh yeah. maybe this deterred them from doing that and they'll release it you know to Vive instead or to Vi- to both at the same time it, you know what i mean like to, to yeah, me it's no, just like
1: no no i get i get what you're saying I what
0: you're hopefully saying. you know and like i said and this is this is totally as a as a selfish 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 wish for a, as a vibe owner, um, that maybe some of the, some of the sway actually helped in our direction. Um, I see where you're going with this and,
1: and, and it's not something I definitely didn't think about before they were the safe kind of ploy, like you could, or not, the, or the safe uh, plan. I can go to Ocu- or Oculus, Facebook, they'll give me money. We'll be exclusive. That's a nice stable, uh, kind of business plan for my game. And now when you look at it and go, well, it's a little shaky there, It or, or there's something going on that I may want to spread myself out a little bit. The money that they're offering may not be worth the instability, possibly.
0: Well, and also the threat of the injunction. I mean, what if you start developing mm-hmm. something solely for Oculus? And like I said, I don't think it's going to happen, but just the threat that it could might, might you know. That might be enough. It might, yeah, it might be enough to push people to say like, I, I don't know if I want to develop something solely for uh, a company which might have an injunction filed against it, you know.
1: I, I that's fun. Well, here's what's here's what's crazy. Um, so I did get I did get an email from oh, I got to look and see who it came from from somebody over at Epic. I was talking to them. Okay, so Dana Cowley. I I, I don't know if you recognize that name.
0: Uh, uh, I don't. Epic, go ahead.
1: Okay, Dana Cowley, Epic Games. I was talking to them about trying to talk to Tim Sweeney for for Epic Games. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, they said, yeah, 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 that's, well, we'll, let's talk later, let's talk later, because they're getting ready for GDC 2017. Talk about a group of people, uh, a a huge, massive group of game developers. I want to hear the news from that. And I want to (laughs) hear this topic, what their thoughts are at at the Game Developers Conference, because that's the group of people out there that are the the ones that are going to be making the games, and especially those AAA, I almost cringe when I say AAA, because we hear that so much Mm -hmm. the triple a games um those are the people that that's the news i'm excited about is because those are the ones that are going to be like yeah i heard about it it doesn't really affect our plans or b yeah we heard about it and we decided we're gonna go open with everybody we they offered us a bunch of money and we're gonna go a different
0: direction yeah i mean it's uh it'll be very interesting to eavesdrop on some of those conversations between the developers there
1: that, that'll be cool. But I, it would be interesting to see how this, if it has any effects, or, you know, this is 2017, people's attention spans are quite short, in a month, everybody may forget about it.
0: No, v- very true. I, I mean, I, and I, th- I think we're really only at the beginning of where where this goes. Uh, and, you know, I, I feel like more information is going to trickle out, and <clears throat> I'm sorry, more, yeah, more trickle... Ugh. <laughs> more, more information is going to trickle out, and
1: we'll get little nuggets that'll keep coming. E-
0: exactly. So, like you said, I mean, if Zenimax wants to, or you know, it, like this could be dragged out for a while. That it would, it would somewhat dominate the headlines for a little bit, um, at least at least long enough for for it to be a big deal at at uh, GDC. And actually, you know, regardless, I, it's going to be a big deal at GDC because yeah. you know I'm not a developer, but just thinking in in the mind of a developer right now, if you know. I, if I wanted to develop a game, just those questions that we we had discussed earlier, like that, that's what pops up. It's just like, uh, yeah, yeah. you know what? Well, like, and then I, look
1: at the yeah. they do those surveys. Sorry, sorry. No, you're good. They they do those surveys and they ask developers like, "What are you thinking about? What are your plans? What do you want to develop for?" And and look at, to look at one say from 2016 and then see it 2017. Yes,
0: yeah, that'll be and a big see one. if
1: there's been a huge shift and, and everybody's maybe gone from, I, th- I think it was like two thirds or three fourths last year. I-, I have to look that up, but I, I think there was, and, and there has been quite of a shift, but it would be interesting to see uh, no less.
0: Well, I mean, I-, I know in what I can't recall the exact survey it was, but you know, in something similar to what you're talking about, they, I mean, People or developers were already leaning towards Vive, you know, just ever so slightly. Um, mm-hmm. But it, I, I'm just curious how this will affect uh, those surveys. And again, I mean, surveys are just surveys, so you know, you never can can take it. It's just yeah, yeah. you know, da- data is is totally manipulated or manipulatable. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I, show, I think show
1: us the games. And yeah,
0: exactly. So I I think I think going down these next uh, maybe not even three months but i want to say maybe six months out because if there are people already working on games they're probably pretty far along but the people who are like halfway through that can still make those decisions about whether they want to focus on exclusivity whether whether they want to focus on a single platform um you you know what i mean like it that stuff will will it will manifest itself in i I want to say at least six to eight months or so
1: did you hear that there was a joke on reddit uh I, i did you hear
0: no go ahead um
1: the budget for Fallout VR just went up by 100 million dollars. <laughs> Basically. I okay, which would be yeah. amazing. Which
0: would be amazing. But, well, I okay. so, because ZeniMax owns Bethesda and so yes. I mean pe- people were talking about like okay I, they're obviously all in on VR already. So this this will be a nice chunk of change for them to invest in some VR games.
1: Well, and, and one last thing I'll, I'll talk about, of all this that I've been reading about with John Carmack, and, and, and there's there's tons of YouTube videos of him from years past, and you can hear him talk about all the things that were the issues with Palmer Luckey's uh, device and, this, and, and the original uh, uh, prototypes and things like that. Go out there and watch them. They're great. You can really hear him address in detail, and he's very smart, so you can hear him talk about it. But uh, one of the really interesting things... Um, about the whole thing, the way it came out, um, was that Zinimax they had no interest. They really didn't have any interest. And I, and I totally get it. It's it's this, you know, you want us to give you money and go down this road for a technology that once failed before horribly and had predictions of billions of dollars that never materialized and was a huge you know, it was not as big of a deal as everybody'd hoped because yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. So Zenimax, as a responsible business, didn't want anything really to do with it. They had this genius John Carmack on their staff, but they were just like, yeah, we're uh, we're not super interested in it. So now they're kind of they just made possibly five hundred million. They'll make millions of dollars on this possibly at some point. They got a little money from it. It'll be interesting to see them kind of change their game around and go well we got this we got this infusion of cash from our friends over at Facebook <laughs> not willingly we can afford now to kind of inject some money into it maybe um
0: yeah well <laughs> where everybody gets
1: boats more boats and jets over at the Zenimax uh uh board, but I mean yeah, they were not interested now they're interested so it that's that's fascinating.
0: the The funny scenario that's popping up in my head right now is after receiving this five hundred million from Oculus and Facebook for ZeniMax to approach them and say, "Hey, uh, if you give us a little bit more money, we'll make you, we, we'll do an exclusive with you guys."
1: <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Thanks for the first payout. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: I uh, yeah, I mean like I said we'll, we'll see how this shakes out and I'll be curious to get Ronnie's take on it too because I you know as, as an attorney I'm sure he'll have yes uh, a very yes. interesting uh, insight into I, I believe he yeah, will. Yeah so well, well we'll definitely ask him on, on the uh, the next the next time we do news but um legal chat legal chat absolutely yeah. so uh yeah um let's uh, let's move on from this because I think we've okay. we spent a good amount of time on it. So there are only other a couple of other uh, news items that came up uh let's let's move on to the vive and let's do some some uh good or feel good news which is rec room adding five million dollars in funding and i don't know
1: vc you... funding that was that's yep. amazing that's a, i'm so excited you talk about developers that are just i mean i don't know they've just it's like they decided we want to make a game of Joy and fun and whimsy and just everybody can play it for free. It's the it's the exact opposite of everything else when it comes to cutthroat business and everything. It's 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 awesome. It's no, the good it, guys, yeah. the
0: good guys win. It, it was, and I, I mean, in our conversation with Nick a while back, it it was very clear that they were very much focused on the product, and um, you know, they 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 delivered on this fantastic product, which they offered for free. They removed all barriers to entry. And now I want to say that they're, that they're probably walking away with more money than uh, any of the other people have. You know, sorry, any of the other developers that might have uh, done like an indie title have. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah. This, this $5 million payday is is a good reward. Now, and I mean, I, I don't know what their financial situation uh, was before that, but this is definitely going to help grow their operation. And obviously they... Already have a huge community built around their game, which will only continue yeah. to grow. They'll yeah. be able to continually uh, offer it for free, which means as more people get Vive, as more more people get Oculus, uh, people will be able to jump into it. So this this is fantastic news. I'm really I'm really excited for them. I shot Nick a message earlier, just congratulating him. And uh, I mean, this is I'm I'm really excited to see what they come out with.
1: I, it's 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 a it's a model of of publishing for VR. Come out with something that's great. You just spoke to the developers. of What's the game? It's a free game. It's uh, you just recently did an episode on it. Where it oh, is. oh, the price of freedom. Price of freedom. So mm-hmm. come out with something that's that's fantastic. Come out with something that's engaging and 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 you want to play and and something that you would normally pay for. That's the number one comment I see on Reddit. People going rec room. I, I would pay for this. It's that good. Build your brand up of of as far as the developments studio so that people know if anytime they ever do anything else oh we're the same guys that did rec room well of course you're you're going to automatically instantly go i'm interested yeah I'll, i want it I, I don't even need to know the description i want it so they, they've really built a great model for create a great game give it away free everybody likes it and then from there on it's all good and i yeah. They just imbibe that. It's, it's wonderful. I'm really, really proud of them.
0: Yeah, no, I I couldn't be happier for them. I, to, to your point, I mean, I don't know that it's as easy for everyone to, you know, put in uh, however much time and effort they did into that yeah, game yeah. without having the initial funding. But for them to be able to do that and for, you know, maybe as almost like a, a what's a, the what's a word I'm looking for here? A template for, for developers mm-hmm. going in the future who can go this route. I yeah. think this is very encouraging where you know you you build that user base first and before you know it like hopefully you'll have have yeah. you know funders lining up and th- so this uh, and this is off topic in terms of um VR but you know you look at Snapchat and I remember Zuckerberg wanted to buy that for 3 billion dollars a couple of years back and now they're going to IPO okay. for 25 billion but yeah he wanted to buy them for 3 billion before they had even figured out how to monetize they they all they had was the community and and he mm. valued the community at 3 billion and they've va- yeah. and they valued it at more because they turned them down so you know if if you build a great product and can have the community that fills in that that void there. I mean, people will come running to you because it's it's all about audiences these days. If you have yeah, a, yeah. if you have a good audience, uh, others will find a way to monetize and They'll pay yeah. you to be able to 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 uh, I don't want to say exploit because that's not the right word, but to be able to to take uh, take it to the next level.
1: And, and you're going to find a common thread with those developers. They listen to their users and they listen intensely. Like they they put that at the top of the list. We're going to listen to our users and our game, and the people that are playing our game. When they talk back and when they give us feedback, we're going to treat it like gold. And every developer that's like that, or or a large portion of them, they they succeed in that they build these really loyal communities and fan bases um, around them. And 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 then the developers, there are some that are out there that maybe stop developing their, their games or they don't really listen to feedback from people or or whatever, they're not as as, as driven or loyal fan base. So it, it, it's definitely it definitely shows you, hey, this is how you do it. This is how this is how you're gonna get, you know, listen to everybody build a great product, make it better and better through input, and that's the formula.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, yeah it's you, you put it well i i, I just hope that uh, i i mean i don't know how to say this but i i guess i just i just hope that there is a lot more of this in the future uh if that makes yeah. sense like i, I hope no, that yeah. other games where you have developers who put in a lot of time whether the games are paid or not um i i just hope that there is some type of Reward for them in terms of whether it's VC funding, whether it's maybe even crowdfunding or something like that. But yeah. um, you know, it's it's just great to see good products uh, being rewarded, and uh, yeah. because you, you want you want to really make sure those teams stay in, stay at work and continue to develop new ideas, new products. And like you said, you know, against Grav, like if they come out with something again in the future, we'll all be waiting to see what the yeah. next title is. Everybody's
1: gonna be everybody's gonna be wait. Yeah, you know, everybody's gonna be on board. They don't even really have to convince me
0: exactly so they're like
1: Dent- dentist simulator 2018 like, okay
0: <laughs> if you say so it's coming it's coming we'll, we'll play get, it they're, they're gonna um, yeah. vr is gonna do some amazing things uh, i, I <laughs> mean medical medical side of that is is totally i don't want to say untapped because i know there are people working on it now but i mean this i mean dental yeah it's it's gonna be a lot of fun to see where this goes in the next couple of years <laughs> it's it's a
1: it's wild west i mean everything is open and it's that's why I think it's so exciting about it. It's it's you can just come up with anything, and if if it's cool and the experience is amazing or fun, that's all that counts. And I think PC gaming kind of stagnated a little bit in that it had to fit in a very narrow column. It had to either be some type of RPG, or it had to be a sh- first-person shooter, or it had I mean it had or it had to be a massive online multiplayer thing that you pay so much a month for. Like PC gaming kind of felt a little bit like it kind of got in a rut in, say, the last half decade or decade. And now with VR, I mean, it's a wide-open
0: Wild West of where if you can produce something that people like, okay, great. Yeah, and I mean, the wealth of ideas that have come out, the creative ideas. uh, You look at games like Climby, or uh, I mean, even something like Smashbox Arena, where – one of the most popular games, or at least one of the most talked about games, is a game that is dodgeball in VR. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I, 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 it's a simple it's, concept. It's it's obviously somewhat of a play on on a first person shooter, but it's it's just such a very creative concept that was yeah. you know nobody thought about before because these the uh, the platform and the way to engage with these games and these programs is completely new and like you said if you come up with a way to use the vibe that is totally weird but people love it i mean hey yeah. you're, you're, you're onto something great okay here's the pollyanna
1: twist on everything okay oculus and facebook they have they have their exclusives and they have lots of money going into triple a games great wonderful i can't wait to play those someday when they come over to the vibe if we had the same setup when the Vive came out and it was all AAA games, they would have drowned out and smothered out all the independent developers and all the climbies out there and Smashboxes would have had to sit at the bottom of that list, you know, 100 or 200 games down, fighting and struggling their way for people to know that they exist. In this environment that we have, because there's so much focus on independent games, and I know a lot of people complain and say, Oh, it's all tech demos. Well, it's not all tech demos. Climby's not a tech demo. It's a great game. You know, Onward is not a tech demo. It's an amazing game. Smashbox is so much fun. I, I haven't had that much fun in a game since I, I brought home the Nintendo sixty four and played <laughs> Mario until my fingers bled. Like, yep. you know what I mean? So, if I'm almost glad that we that they have their exclusives and we can't play them because guess what? We get to focus on because. Those types of games, a developer, a triple, a triple A developer, an EA games, whatever, if you went to their office and said, I got an idea for a game, it's dodgeball, they would have laughed you out of the room. <laughs> yeah. They would have said, No, it has to be explosions, it has to be a Grand Theft Auto, it has to be have strippers in it, it has to have machine guns. That's 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 what they would say. And they would never give you a dime to do it. But in VR, because right now with the Vive and the open community that it is. Indie developers are the stars right now. And I think that's a good thing. I yeah. think that's yeah. great. That's the that's the other twist of it. Yes, we've got a lot of independent games, and yes, there is a lot of there is a lot of junk. There's a lot of stuff. If you look, if you sort all the games on Steam by user reviews, the first two or three pages of the games are a lot of amazing stuff. If you go to, say, the last two or three pages, there's stuff on yeah. there.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, looks I like it, that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's stuff on there that looks like it was made by... A four-year-old alien from pluto like it's 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 weird but you know what okay you get the fleas with the dog i i like the way that they, that it is it, it 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 makes me remember back when pc gaming first started and you had wolfenstein and you had you had games that maybe didn't look as good but man they were fun and that's that's what the focus is
0: yeah Now the, the current vr landscape uh, specifically for the vive has been very conducive to Creative ideas coming out um, for yeah. you know a new platform like this. So it's been yeah, it's been really exciting to see. Not I, I, not that I'm, I don't want AAA games. I think everybody wants AAA games, but I, I don't want there to be a, a switch flipped. I think you know there'll be a nice transition. And what I'm hoping for is that a lot of these uh, a lot of these studios, you know, these independent studios or independent developers get the funding they need to really turn it into full games or get. Uh, support from, from other sides, you know what I mean? With, like with Dante and Onward being pulled into their, their office and being able to work out of there. I mean, I can't imagine the resources that he has right now. So, you know, you just want to hear good stories like that, where these independent uh, creators are again, being rewarded for the good work yeah, that they're yeah. doing and, and having, having a take, I know maybe some people will disagree with me, but almost taking like a gradual step to, to triple A because maybe I feel like that will incorporate the best yeah. ideas. And I, I remember reading that, um, somebody was commenting somewhere on reddit about how you know exactly what we're talking about now where the landscape is allowing for these really cool ideas for yeah. um you know that that a major developer or AAA developer will, will be able to look at like one of the popular games whether it's climbing or whether it's something really outside of the box and say hey you know what that's a really cool concept let's take some of those mechanics or let's take some of that and incorporate and it into million our dollars. game
1: exactly let's take 15 million dollars and that idea and well, and well, no, they, because of, they don't
0: have to copy the idea, but it's it's more so like uh, well, just so, just the just the concepts, yeah, yeah, exactly, um,
1: yeah, and and every one of those developers, those big name guys, and the big people that do this for a living, they're playing those games, they're playing all these games, mm-hmm. they're they're looking at that as like a beta test bed for. Okay, they're trying out control schemes. They're trying out what works in VR and what doesn't work in VR. They're trying out all this stuff, and they're looking at the top, the cream of the crop, going, "All right, we need to make sure we don't make the mistake of thinking that, you know, whatever in in VR, that we don't shake the camera and and take disorient people." Um, and there's a million things that is is they just figured out in these first set of games. So the AAA developers they're they're watching very closely, and it's kind of like. They don't want to spend their own money to figure these things out. They don't want to come out with a game and then everybody go, "Oh, didn't you know?" Um, nobody does it like that anymore. And <laughs> them go, "Well, we spent it was thirty million dollars. We didn't. Yeah. No one said so." I, that's totally. I can see what for a lot of them are kind of holding back. They want the market to grow, but you know they want they want someone else to
0: figure out. You know, how do people like to move in VR? What do people like to do that kind of stuff? Yeah, I'm sure the uh, the locomotion versus teleportation is something that <laughs> that people are definitely watching right now because of the. Well, they uh, were
1: the everybody freak. was so paranoid about it. They're like, oh, a hundred percent of everybody's going to get sick and throw up, and then it turns out, well, there are some people that don't like it, but a
0: lot of people are fine with it. A lot of people do, or they get used to it, or whatever the case. I, you yeah, know, I, I think it, a lot of it's just going to be getting used to that uh type of movement for for certain people so yeah
1: your brain figures it out just like seasickness for a lot of people Mm -hmm. um they just your brain just kind of gets over it and figures it out and the same thing with with any kind of vr motion sickness for a lot of people some people not so much but there are things out there they can do to help and 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 that
0: absolutely so well let's uh so let's transition now uh, away from news, we'll we'll do some game talk, and I'll be uh, honest and upfront. I actually did not have as much time to dive into to games this week, and so I just don't feel like it would be fair for me to to chat about some of the ones that I had dabbled in until I have a little bit more of a, a handle on them and can provide some insight. But I did want to talk to you about Onward because it sounds like you've been playing this at least at least more than I have, and honestly, like it's just <laughs> I. I love the game because it's it's a lot of fun. I love the realism and the the mechanics and everything about it. I just suck. and like when you suck, like it's just yeah, it's just tough it's, to like it's tough to wait in tough the, to wait in the lobby for you know the ten minute game to finish. okay, then we yeah. start the next game and I get shot in the first thirty seconds and it's just like, oh yeah. gosh. <laughs> but that how is, how's your experience been? because i I feel like Ronnie was, and I have been lacking when it comes to onward and it's just one of the biggest games. so I'd love for you yeah. to be able to give your insight and experience with the game.
1: Okay, I have the, I've had the exact same experience when I first started playing. I, and I, I, Not that I rage quit, but, but I, when I first started playing it, at least the first four or five sessions that I said, I'm going to go play this game. Of course, I go into a session, and then I'm like, I'm completely overwhelmed. I don't know what to do. I drop my clip on the ground. I think I dropped a smoke grenade. I, I, <laughs> I was not functional at all. And then I said, I had this wherewithal to say, I'll go to the shooting range. There's no one there. I can play around with stuff. I can I can figure out how to get everything on there. And then I finally watch – there's an intro video that you can watch that kind of talks about everything. And it it does basics, but it's like a YouTube video basically mm-hmm. that tells you this is how you move and this is how you pull things off, uh, weapons on and off. And it is, it is different. I mean it's definitely different. It's using a lot of the grip – buttons on the side of the vibe which are not super popular and you don't use them a lot in games i I actually don't mind them but continue i I, you know what i i I didn't really when i got into onward i hadn't really played anything that used them every game i played it was it was really just the trigger to pick something up or the grip buttons really or, or or use the keyboard in the menu when you're inside your uh you know when you're Actually, just in like your lobby. Yeah. You
0: you know what it was maybe for us? uh, Containment initiative. Utilized like the gun mechanics. You have to master the grip buttons. And so maybe like just using that made everything else so much easier maybe. That will help. If you've played a game
1: and you've used the grip buttons a lot and managed to grip the grip buttons without pushing everything else because you're not gripping the whole controller, Mm -hmm. um, that's a big deal. Because you use those grip buttons to grab your gun across your chest, your main rifle, And a lot of times you can outfit it with a secondary grip that's down farther, closer towards the muzzle and the end of your rifle. And at any time you can let go and and, and push on your grip and kind of let go and then use your other hand to uh, grab, you know, you can use your radio. Everything is arranged on your body and kind of where you would think. You can look down at any time. You're going to see your rifle across your chest. You're going to see underneath it a syringe, which is used to, like, uh, heal yourself or heal a teammate. Um, You're going to see if you have a smoke grenade or a grenade on your chest. You can see all of this, which is really, really amazing because you're so used to before seeing your inventory in some type of HUD. And uh, and onward, that was the big thing I had to get used to. You're going to look down and see what you have on you. Your sidearm is lower on your leg, a, a very kind of... You know, if you're familiar with Arizona Sunshine, same kind of deal. You can look down on your side, grab at your leg level, your gun, and pull it up. So those things may or may not be familiar to you, but they take some practice. And I would tell anybody that is new to the game, go to the shooting range first. And if you want to start up – I think you can even start up a multiplayer shooting range and people can join in. But at least go there and get good at walking around. All your locomotion controls are on your trackpad, actually. So you get good kind of movement backwards and forwards. Uh, move around in your, your room-scale play space. That's the really cool thing about Onward is if uh, while you're playing, you know, if you have a relatively good-sized play space, you don't always have to be using your uh, trackpad for locomotion. You can hide for cover and bend down and re- and look around corners real quick. A lot of times in the in military they'll they'll pop up and pop down real fast because you don't want to expose your head or any part of you from much time at all, and you can do that in rea- in, in VR and onward. Ah, uh, the beauties so, of
0: room scale, right?
1: Exactly, <laughs> and that's the best players. You'll watch them, and and you can tell they are not using just the trackpad. They're finding a spot. They're using their ears because the, the the audio in it is actually quite amazing. Yes, as well. it is. It's incredible. One of the really cool things, and this is one of the things that Onward does better than anybody. When you're close to people, you can just talk to them as if you were talking to anyone else. When they're out of range of being able to talk to them, you have a radio that you can touch on your shoulder and talk to them. And then any of your teammates that are still alive, they'll hear you. But what's even cooler is you can hear the other team when they get close enough. And that's because you've, you've been talking with all your teammates before the round in the lobby so you kind of get a feel for the people's voice even if you haven't been on their team for very long yep and you're in a round and then maybe your guys are spread off or maybe you're the only one left and all of a sudden you hear these voices and you hear guys talking around and they're laughing they're making jokes hey you seen anybody no i haven't seen anybody and you know that's not your team and that the, it's those kind of tense moments that really make the game something extremely special
0: yeah, I, I mean, just what, what he's done with the game in terms of, like, he just yeah. little things like that really yeah. just adds such, such. Um, and I overuse this word, I know, but it's such an immersion, you know what I mean? Like, it's just the, the realism of, like, okay, if I'm hearing other voices around me, they may not necessarily be friendly voices. They could be anybody, you know what I mean? Exactly, and he's, and and I've talked with him
1: uh, about some of his decisions, and, and, and you go in these chat rooms with him, and and every decision, you think it's a... A lot of the stuff in the game you think just happened naturally. And I assure you, a lot of the stuff was very well thought out. He's a very focused individual. If you don't know, Dante Buckley, he's the main developer behind Onward. And he's a, he's a young man who has had a passion for virtual reality and military sim shooters for a long time. And this is his baby. And he puts so much thought and energy into it. But all these little experiences and all these things are they're very well thought out, and and they're very he's very meticulous on it. In um, yeah. uh, game now, you can see if it's a, a colder environment, you'll see your breath as you
0: walk around, <laughs> Yeah, that's, yeah which just, is amazing. Such just yeah, such a cool. It's so cool. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I remember I, I read a, an article just kind of detailing his experiences over the last um, was it twelve months or so whenever he started working on this, and uh, it's just incredible, man. I, I I couldn't be happier for someone who's really just worked hard i mean it's just he's put in yeah. a lot of work like this is like you said it's his baby like it's his passion i mean he's he's in there every day uh, or as much as he can be with the community getting feedback and then turning right around and yeah. and implementing that and and being able to to put stuff in and really just refining the game it's just incredible to see how how far it's come along and you know i i really am excited to see him get the support he so well deserves and you know yeah. we'll, we'll see where this yeah. game goes but it's yeah exactly it'll be a lot of fun
1: I talked to him tonight on uh, Discord, and I said, hey, is there anything going on that you can talk about with Valve because everybody's really excited. They want to know what's going on. Of course, he said, you know, I, I, I don't really have a comment at this time, which is it's, – it's, it's, it's okay. It's fair. Um, I made a joke. I was like, uh, I heard the coffee at Valve is great. You know, any comment?
0: And he laughed. He thought that
1: was funny. Um, but then one other thing that we talked about is I said, you know, what's amazing in the game when you play here's the fun thing when you play during the day you're playing against people that it's night in europe or in russia or china so it's a different set of people playing and 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 sometimes people are kind of wacky because it's daytime when you play at night everybody in the united states is playing and they're serious and they're they're focused and but the really cool thing is i've played a lot of matches where one team were all americans from from all over the united states and we all speak English. And the other team is 100% Russian, and they speak no English.
0: <laughs> so that
1: level of immersion, when you're playing the game, and maybe you're the last person on your team, and all of a sudden you hear Russian or German or whatever foreign language that you cannot understand running around, it takes it to an even bigger level. Oh, man. It's,
0: it's amazing. I so I, I cannot I cannot wait for VR to hit the Olympics. <laughs> It'll just be yeah. It's that's that's but, actually really cool. I've never so I've never had that experience. But in terms of it's yeah, it's awesome. that's a lot awesome. of fun. And, and um,
1: so, but okay. To get back to the point of onward and for for new people, if the one of the reasons why the, the the game does have a steep learning curve. If you spend that time in the shooting range and you get good at pulling your weapons out and definitely shooting each weapon, each weapon. Just about, if you pull different guns out, and this is the really amazing thing, you ha- it's not just like a regular PC game where you hit the R button, or you hit the space button, or you hit the right mouse button, or whatever button, and you reload, and it just happens automatically. You, you have to put some effort into it. You're going to have to eject the clip, or, pull, or hit a button on the trackpad, and pull the clip out and throw it on the ground. Then you're going to have to reach in your bag and pull out a fresh clip with ammo in it, and put it into your... M16 or whatever your rifle is that you're carrying and then even more you're going to have to turn the gun over and know where to pull the bolt back to chamber the next round. That is all part of the game and it's it's confusing at first if you especially if you're not familiar with firearms and how they work. Um but once you get it, once you start getting into it and you're not nervous about doing it, handgun same thing. You have to hit a button to eject the clip, you have to then put a new clip in from your bag. And then pull the slide back, depending upon the weapon, to chamber the next round. This is all like you, like the word you use, but it's a perfect word. Adds to the immersion. You can't just spray bullets, and and and, and you know, spray a hundred bullets and spray a hundred more. You have to think about it. How many more? How many rounds do I have left in my clip of my gun? How many did I fire? Should I reload now? Yeah. What are my options? It's all it's all thought that in normal PC gaming, really. You just didn't really think about that. It wasn't it wasn't really something you could you could put into a normal flat PC game, but now you can. Smoke, using smoke for cover, mm-hmm. grenades, using flashbangs, all of those things kind of play in. And then reviving your teammate. You gotta think, well, you know, I, I usually will talk with people in the lobby like, hey, who's carrying extra syringes? Because it's not really the best idea. You know, you usually want to have a grenade, you want to have a flashbang, you want to have smoke but it's an option to carry extra syringes. So you're going to be talking to your teammates before the round, before uh, you know, before each round you have four-on-four. Four, you can chat them up. Hey, we're going left, we go going right. Um, we're going to go up the middle. What are we doing? We're going to wait back and plant and wait for them to come to us. So, And that brings me to another point, the camaraderie. And since this is such an early game, let me say that probably the number one really plus to Onward is the people playing it. They are so helpful and so understanding to new people. You you really don't you know when you get into a game, it's okay to say, "Listen, I'm new, guys. I don't really know what I'm doing. How do I do this?" The one thing I hear the most in matches is people like, "How do I pull my map out?" Yep.
0: No, I I, I they, could I couldn't yeah. agree with you more. Uh, yeah, I mean yeah. Honestly, every time I go in there, it's just I hear people helping one another out. I, yeah. I've never had a question. You know that that wasn't answered quickly and friendly by yeah. someone else. You know it's just the the community's fantastic. And so you know it's a, of course, it's a young community still relatively young. but it, it, exactly like you're saying, I, I've had the same exact experience, and i I think for a majority of people, I'm sure they can they can relate if you just got a vibe
1: or if you have a vibe and you're wondering about what to spend your money on because not everybody's you know independently wealthy and they maybe they only have a hundred dollars or maybe $200 that they're saying, okay, this is all I'm going to spend on Vive games or I'm going to spend $50 on a Vive game. Onward should be on your list. If you have any interest yeah. in, in, in first-person shooters or tactical games or just you want something that really is fun and, and exciting and tense, and a game that you know is going to be supported in the future, I think Onward is, you can't go wrong with that.
0: I think I think now more than ever, just because you yep. know you know the developers, very much involved with the game. You know now it's going to be getting obviously no comment in terms of the Valve thing, but you know it's going to be getting support. Like this, it's only going to grow. So you know if you're looking to master a, a military shooter game right now, like this is this is probably one of the games on the Vive that you if you enter in now, by the time the floodgates open on VR and people are buying vibes left and right or whatever the case might be uh you'll you know you hopefully be at the top of the food chain by then but it's it's a great time to get into this game and uh you know like you were saying it's 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 just a lot of fun
1: well and 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 don't don't let everybody forget especially people old pc gamers that played counter-strike when it first came out that was a mod for free and the developer of that was brought into the wings of valve they helped out with the mod, they they gave a lot of support, and eventually it became a standard mainstay. And now, you know, now is Counter Strike is the thing we know today. I think Onward is the new. It's definitely it's it's de- something Valve was taking attention to. It's the only game that we know of that they have brought into their wings and and really wanted to foster and help. And just from knowing who Dante is in his game, I can kind of extrapolate who he is as a person. He's very probably he's very focused. He's very determined. He's he's a hardworking uh, guy, and he's really put together something special. So, if you're out there and you have a vibe and you're wanting to know, you know those top games, those top tier, and I'm going to call them double A double A games. Smashbox. That's a good Onward. way to put it. Yeah, yeah. These are double A games by by every right. Smashbox, and they may not. Okay, so they're not perfectly polished, but they're going to be soon. Smashbox or, I, But that, that uh, doesn't take away Onward. from the experience for, for them no.
0: either.
1: No, not at all. <laughs> Excuse me. I, it, I've i played games, AAA games, that I paid 60 bucks for that were horrible, that were lousy, and that either I bought in are in my Steam library and I have played maybe 10 minutes or a half hour and never touched again, or pre-Steam tons of games where they were hyped up and you paid a bunch of money and they're they're horrible they're not fun to play at all you just wonder yourself how did this make it past beta testing so just because it's just because it's expensive and a lot of money was spent on it doesn't exactly make mean that it's going to be a great game
0: yeah no I, there's there's definitely some AAA games out there that i won't i won't name or mention but i just i i can't justify the price um, yeah. Or recommending them when there's when there's great games like Onward, Smashbox, and I know we keep mentioning the same games over and over again, but I mean there's there's a reason for that, and there's there's plenty of other games too. Uh, yes. I think yes. I think what stands out with these uh, is the multiplayer aspect and the community building that yeah. happens with with both of those games. But there's there's a tremendous amount of other uh, independent titles that are totally worth every penny, and if they're free, even better. Um, and yeah, you know what? Uh, and i have another way to look at it too if say you bought
1: say you bought an independent title and it wasn't exactly what you thought but you played it long enough to where you can't get a refund hey you helped support an independent game developer and maybe he didn't or she didn't hit it out of the park on this one particular game but you gave him money and you supported him it's okay this is an early thing (laughs) and we're all we're all supporting a you know an early investment in the future right it's an investment in the future so they're not all going to be perfect winners some of them are going to be not as great but there's so many good ones
0: well even so sorry go ahead no
1: no it's there's so many good ones that all you gotta do really sort by the reviews go on reddit give a shout out say hey is this game any good is this game lousy and then two man steam's return policy talk about i mean that's it's the best there is as far as being able to try something out. They give you plenty of time to try it out and if you don't like it,
0: okay go get something else. very true yeah I so I personally I will confess I have never returned anything but I hear I do hear that the return policy is amazing
1: um, I haven't either. I really haven't either. I' I've, I've, I've played everything enough to where I've said
0: okay. Uh, it's, it's you know. <laughs> don't get me wrong there were definitely some games i wanted to return but yeah. g- j- just quickly going back to what you were saying in terms of you know if you if you bought this game and, and i think this is this is kind of the in the fascinating thing about um early access right now is the fact that like you know i bought a game a while back it just wasn't what i thought and like it was like eight bucks and i was like okay i'll return it i uh, the 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 time came and went, and all of a sudden, like it's still in my library. I don't play it. I can't return it anymore. But I jump back in just for the hell of it, and uh, all of a sudden, there's more people in the game now, and it's a little bit more polished. And so, like, it's it's just one of those things where, um, I, I, I'm not going to get into whether early access is better or, or worse than you know coming out with a fully fully launched title. Uh, I think there's definitely uh, benefits and and drawbacks to both, but. Mm-hmm in in the place where we're at right now, with the current VR landscape, with the current vive landscape specifically, it's I don't think it's the worst thing in the world because, you know, there's a lot of games that you want to try out, and uh, they might not be where where the developer intending for them to go when you get them. But, you know, if you hang on or even if you miss even if you miss the deadline to return something or are on the fence, like, in a couple months it could be a game that becomes your favorite and all of a sudden like i you know i feel like i've seen a couple of games that have like this this renaissance of um yeah. of popularity where it's just like oh yeah. y- you should check out the updates in you know such and such game because yeah. it, it's it's you know improved quite a bit since uh it first came out
1: well i i agree 100 um there's 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 the early access system yeah sure it's got its, it's got its it's got its bugs or it's got people maybe that are taking advantage of it or whatever but i think that's the the rare exception to the rule these people are passionate about their games they're they're putting a lot of time and, and energy into them and they're listening to the people that are playing them but real life can come in the way so if someone said there's going to be an update every month and 3 or 4 months go by well you know they probably have a job that is paying them their actual paycheck that they can you know pay their house bill and feed their kids and stuff so yeah real life can get in the way but they get back to it they get back in it um but yeah i think the program itself is great and you know what they have people out there have a wealth of communications tools and the internet to be able to do the research except for a game that just came out that nobody knows about any other game out there there's steam reviews and the steam review system is very good there's podcasts like these um, that will talk about the games and be very honest about what they think about them. There's uh, Reddit
0: and, you know, you, and YouTube. Don't forget about YouTube as well. It and actually, exactly, gameplay videos.
1: Exactly. YouTube. Every game, as soon as it comes out, there's a YouTuber out there making a video on it and showing all the gameplay, talking about stuff. And they're they're honest. They'll they'll be like, "This is ridiculous. This is great. This is amazing. This is lousy." So there's tons of resources out there that you can go, even if it's a, you know, if it's a $10 game and you're of, you want to spend 10 minutes looking on YouTube, going out on Reddit. Anybody play this? Is it any good? Um, there's plenty of resources out there to try it out. And then at the end of the day, yes, there's that Steam policy. So I think the whole thing, jump in and try some of these, um, these games because there's just some jewels out there. And be okay to play some stinkers. That's fine. It'll make the gameplay. You know what? For every every for every Richie's plank experience out there, that's freaking amazing. Yeah, you're gonna play some stuff that may not be that great. Okay, that's fine. It's worth it when you get to, you know, the gyms.
0: Yeah, and I, so I just going back to the early access thing. I think the biggest drawback, and this isn't necessarily a drawback on the program, but maybe just the vibe that happens around. Uh, or the general atmosphere around early access is that I feel like you have a bunch of people who, uh, sorry, okay, I shouldn't say it that way. You're going to have some segment of the population who jump into VR or are here and thinking that there are going to be AAA ready, completely polished titles and not mm-hmm. understand that early access titles are works in progress. So you have yeah. a lot of people complaining about, you know, tech demos, like you said earlier, or just saying like, you oh, a this, lot. Yeah. this game is just like, ah, oh, like I wish I had more, but you know, I, I always take those reviews with a grain of salt because if somebody's praising a game that's in early access, uh, that show that has a developer who's you know very much involved in working on the title. Um, but they leave a negative review even after p- giving some praise and saying like, ah, yeah, some of this stuff is cool. But I, like I said, I take that with a grain of salt just because I'm like, okay, well, yeah. he's, he's on to something here. If 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 people are only complaining about the fact that like the experience is short or that uh, it's unrefined or something like that, you know, these these are the type of things that the developers are working towards, um, you know, polishing yeah, and, exactly. and, and, and getting, you know, getting to a, a very coherent next level. You know what I mean? So yeah. And if it's on Steam,
1: if it's on Steam and it and it has forty reviews or more, and they're real, they're not like fake reviews. Like well, we've and yeah, and some that's, games. I've, I've seen. If yeah. it's got forty reviews or more, or fifty reviews or more, and it's at positive status and it's early access, it's worth looking at. It really is. I think it doesn't have to have overwhelmingly positive. You know, ninety eight percent of people don't have to say that it's positive, but I think if you get in the mid double digits with any game that's kind of new. And you get rows and rows of people, real people, giving descriptions on it, and the videos look good.
0: Jump in, or listen to this podcast, and we'll probably talk about <laughs> it. Or if we haven't talked about it, definitely reach out and let us know if there's anything we're looking at. So there you go. Absolutely cool, Damon. This was a lot of fun, man. We got to do this again.
1: It's a blast. I had, I had, I, and this is my first podcast. I'm officially. My first episode of a podcast. Well, not, that I've been you're
0: on. officially a podcaster now. You can put that on your resume. Oh, well, <laughs> awesome! Wonderful. Uh, no, I really appreciate you taking the time. And I mean, uh, for for everyone listening, like I said, da- Damon's just been helping us out, kind of coordinating some of the the interviews and just uh, just overall direction for the podcast. So, Damon, just for me personally, thank you, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you
1: for having me on. I, I'm a fan of you guys. I'm a fan of the podcast. I'm a fan of the vibe. And I want to say to anybody out there, um, if you're a developer, if you're involved anyway with HTC, if you're involved anyway in VR, um, give us a shout out because we want to talk to you. And I'm I'm honored to be on here. I, I was I'm thrilled. I, I love talking about the HTC Vive. I love talking about VR. Um, it's my favorite subject. As many of my family and friends don't want to hear about because I talk <laughs> about it too much.
0: Well, but, I'm glad there's a platform here, or at least a channel that, yeah. that we can. Because I, I mean, I, I'm the same. I, I feel like within my network, I usually people are just like, "Oh, so what's the new thing? Uh, you know, how's everything going?" <laughs> I, once I pivot to VR, they're like, "Oh, you, you talked about that enough already." <laughs> so yeah, I'm we, like, we, "Well, we're, we're it's just you it. just you just don't understand, and unless you have your own headset and can, you know what I mean?" So, it's but. the
1: job of everybody that has a VR headset, and especially someone that people, all the Vive users out there. It's your job to take it places to invite people over we've got to spread the word so it's part of the agreement you you all bought one early and you've got one it's in the terms of service somewhere (laughs) it's in the terms of service (laughs) cannot explain it you cannot tell people how great it is and they won't believe you the words cannot express it's you actually have to use it so everybody out there that has one Mm -hmm. it's your job to throw a party and invite people over of all ages and say hey come here for a second you got to try this out
0: Yep, yep. Absolutely. Well, and if if you haven't already, I mean just I, I can't imagine anybody who put on the headset and then thought to themselves, "All mine. I'm not going to share with anyone." Because as soon as you take it off, you're just like, "I want everybody else to experience what I just experienced."
1: Yeah, yeah. As soon as I got mine, I started looking at like, "Okay, I'm going to need some light poles. I'm going to need some more extension cables and power cables for when I take this to uh to show it at different places and oh there's a there's a video game bar and I talked to the owner. Yeah, he wants me to come do it. And like that's the first thing I thought of. Like I want and after the first demo of showing it to people and seeing that look on their faces and them them in the blue and they're exclaiming, Oh, this is amazing, I felt I felt like it was my first time doing it all <laughs> over again. So yeah. That's my call out to everybody listening. Um if if you have a vibe, share it with everyone you know and you'll you'll it's worth it. But yeah, I'm, I'm honored. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, I hope I didn't, uh, wax too prophetically and talk too much, but no, uh, no,
0: you're fine. No need to apologize. And anybody who has a problem, they can take it up with me. We really, I I really do appreciate you coming on, man. It was, it was a lot of fun. So this definitely, hopefully will not be the, uh, the last conversation that we have on the air.
1: Oh, not at all. And, and, uh, all right. I'm, 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 I'm happy with, uh, with uh, what we what we're able to do and my ability to contribute. I hope, hopefully the comments won't be too bad.
0: No, I, I, I highly doubt it. We got some awesome listeners <laughs> who, uh, who, I mean, actually, you know what? I appreciate the listeners who give us critical feedback. Cause there's a lot of listeners out That's, there who, yeah. who, who give us uh, constructive criticism. And that is, that is always welcomed because, uh, I, I yeah, mean, rate, you know, this comment, is,
1: review. That is that's that's gold right there. Any anytime someone's going to talk, uh, uh, good or bad, negative, whatever, mm-hmm. it, it's all gold. Definitely well, uh,
0: like I said, I mean, there's there's people who listen to the show, and like I said, just give us constructive criticism, which I I want to say is very much appreciated because I've responded to some of them on Reddit and you know, you're just not sure how the tone comes off on Reddit. I try to be as gracious as I can, but um, you know, now that I'm here talking, like if you guys are listeners of the show and you've provided some of that constructive uh, feedback in the past, uh, it, it is very much appreciated because we take that into consideration. This is a learning experience for everyone involved, uh, you know, myself first and foremost, but um, yeah, I mean, we're just, just happy and glad. This is episode number 54. I had no idea we'd get this far, but uh, Here we are, Damon. Um, And yeah, thank you.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: So for all you guys listening, thank you for tuning in. We are on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, and YouTube is the best place. Uh, We post these episodes on YouTube, and that's where we continue the conversation. So definitely connect with us there. Make sure you rate, subscribe, like, do all that good stuff. Let us know how your Vive experience is going, and we will talk to you again very, very soon. Till then, take care.